Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise the Lord. I'm going to read three verses of scripture in 1 Timothy chapter number 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, everybody say first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. And I want to teach on the subject pray first pray first you know prayer is a wonderful thing that god has given us what a beautiful thing that we have that we don't have to worry about stuff we can pray amen we can put put it to prayer it could be a, the smallest little thing that seems to be insignificant to somebody else or it could be a whopper it could be mountains it could be molehills it could be anything amen but we can pray and god's given us prayer what a, what, what a thing that we have, and we need to use it. Praise God. It gives us, first of all, the opportunity to establish and maintain a vibrant and growing relationship with Him. That's what the important thing of prayer. But it also is the key, amen, to inviting God to intercede in the affairs of our life and the lives of those around us. Amen. See, you know, even though God sees all, God hears all, and God knows all, most of the time, He will not act until somebody prays, until somebody invites Him. Now, that's the way He designed it, folks. Now, God is sovereign, and He can do anything He wants, anytime He wants, and without anybody asking Him, and He does do it. But you know what? A lot of times I've found, amen, since he, especially since he started the church, amen, 2,000 years ago, amen, we need to pray, amen. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, amen, and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven, then I'll heal their land, and then I'll forgive their sins. Praise God. Amen. We got to pray. My people got to pray and pray first. Pray first. Amen. And, and that's the, the, the main reason he instituted prayer, to invite him into the situation. It's just like that scripture in Revelation chapter 3 about, you know, Jesus standing on the outside of the door, knocking. Behold, I stand on the door and knock. If any man hears my voice I'll open, uh, and opens the door, I will come in to him and I'll sup with him and he or she with me. Amen. God is a perfect gentleman. He's not going to barge his way into our heart. He's not going to barge his way into a situation. But boy, when somebody gets a hold of prayer and they pray and even fast and pray, amen, God's going to come in. Praise God. Hallelujah. As fast as you can believe. And he's going to come in with all his power into the situation. Amen. Now, prayer is intercession, and an intercessor is a person that stands between God and somebody else, or God and something else, and talks to God about that person, or talks to God about that situation. 
Amen. And intercessors are mentioned in the Bible, and we need intercessors in the church, and, and every Christian ought to be an intercessor in some way, shape, or form. Praise God. Standing between somebody and God. Standing between some something and God. Amen. And, and letting God. Moses did it. Praise God. When God wanted to just take out the people and say, Moses, I'll start over with you. He stood between the people and God and said, no, God. Amen. If you're going to take them out, take me out too. We didn't come all this way not to follow it through. And God changed his mind because Moses stood in the gap. Praise God. Amen. But when somebody doesn't, when there's nobody to stand in the gap, when there's nobody to make intercession, when there's nobody to ask God to give that person more time or give that situation more time or whatever, then sometimes it doesn't turn out good. Amen. Ezekiel 22, God said, so in verse 30, so I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it. But I found no one. Therefore, I have poured out my indignation on them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath, and I have recompensed their deeds on their own heads, saith the Lord. Oh, God, we need intercessors. We need somebody to pray. Amen. And, and, and ask for God's mercy, and ask for God's grace, and ask for God's long-suffering. Amen. As we hope and pray that he talks to hearts and touches situations. Isaiah 59, verse 16, you know, we read of the Old Testament, God sent prophets, God sent uh, people, amen, to, to talk to the people and to try to get people back to God, and God saw, amen, that finally, you know what, he, he was going to have to come himself, he said, I, he, he saw that there was no man and wondered, he was in awe, he was like, he was like wondering, and, and uh, it's not a good wonder, he was like, kind of like perplexed, that, that's kind of the word, wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness sustained him. He became a man, and he was the greatest intercessor. There's one mediator, an intercessor is a mediator. Well, there's one mediator between God and mankind, and that was the man, Christ Jesus, the greatest intercessor of all. Praise God. Amen. And that's why it's so important for God's people to be people of prayer. Amen. We should not wait until things go from bad to worse before we start praying for a situation. We shouldn't try everything else we can think of before we start praying about something. Amen. You know, there's an old song that, that uh, goes like this. If you've tried everything and everything has failed, try, then try Jesus. Amen. And that's a great song, but that's not a song for the church. That's not a song for already born-again Christians. That's a song for somebody that doesn't know God, that's tried everything to be happy and tried everything to have hope and tried everything to get healing in their hearts. Amen. And then finally, somebody, hey, have you tried Jesus? And then they give their heart to God. But we who know God, we who know prayer, amen, we don't want to try everything else and then try Jesus. Let's try Jesus first. Let's pray first. Amen. Right out the bat. Let's not wait. Amen. Now, prayer should never be a second, third, or last consideration in the life of a believer of God. One person said this, stop making prayer your backup plan. 
Amen. It's got, it can't be my backup plan. It's got to be my only plan. Amen. We should always pray first. Psalm 63, 1. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. That's not just talking about early in the morning. That's talking about early in the situation. Early will I seek you. I'm not going to wait till it boils over. I'm not going to wait till it starts festering. I'm not going to wait till it's, uh, it's you know, past the, the crazy point of the situation. I am going to pray right off the bat. Amen. And you know what's even better than seeking God early in the situation? That is seeking God before the situation ever happens. You say, well, I'm not a prophet. I don't, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, me neither. Amen. But you know what? We can pray preventative prayers. We can pray general prayers of preventative, preventative maintenance, so to speak. Amen. To help us. It doesn't mean we're not going to go through anything. It doesn't mean something's not going to throw us for a loop from time to time. But it just means we've already been asking God, amen, for future situations. Praise God. Amen. Now, here's an example of a preventative prayer in the Bible. Jesus gave us, it's called the Lord's Prayer. A part of that prayer is, give us this day our daily bread. Before the days even happen, amen, I'm asking you, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Amen. And then it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's a preventative prayer. The situation hasn't happened yet, but I've been praying already. Lord, I'm looking for some bread. And Lord, I pray, help me against every temptation that might come my way or every evil that would try to set a trap for me. God, help me, Lord Jesus, in advance. <laughs> preventative prayers. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Now, here's a portion of a preventative prayer that I've prayed many times for myself. Amen. Now, some people say, well, you know, you shouldn't be praying for yourself. You should be praying for others because, you know, that's the Christian way. No, you better pray for yourself. Like, if, I, if, if I'm no good, I'm not going to be any good for others. I've got to pray for myself. Amen. Nothing wrong with that at all. Well, that's kind of selfish, praying for yourself. No. Boy, I need prayers. We all need prayers. Amen. You know, when somebody says, hey, I've been praying for you, or somebody says, I've been praying for you, hey, I say, keep them coming. I need all the prayers I can get. Amen. So this is part, part of a prayer that, that I've prayed many times. Lord, please order my steps and guide me with your spirit. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight today. Help me, Lord, to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. Help me to redeem the time for the days are evil. And I don't know what's going to happen, but Lord, you know, and help me, God. Amen. And cover me with your blood and cover me with your name. Amen. And that's one that I just recently added because uh, Brother Stone King uh, got uh, some of us onto that because he praised that. And that's a powerful thing. Lord, cover us with your blood and cover us with your name. You're walking around covered in his blood and covered in his name. Amen. That, that's, that's some powerful stuff. That's some powerful preventative things. Amen. The enemy is going to think twice. Praise God. Praise God. Now, our text passage tells us, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings, 
And we don't have a king, we have a president, and we have, you know, governors, and we have, you know, people of authority. And for all that are in authority. So prayer has to be first of all. So that's what he said. Prayer needs to be first of all. Supplication, intercession, giving of thanks, and prayers. Those are all varieties and different ways of praying. Amen. Giving of thanks. You know, we should be thanking God in our prayers. We should be praising God in our prayers. Those are all part, that's all part of prayer. Supplication is making your requests known. Prayers as well. Intercessions is when you're standing between you and God and somebody else or some other situation. So whether it's the average person on the street, whether it's a famous person, or whether it's a person in high office in the land, we need to pray first about the situation. Someone said this a long time ago, we must first talk to God about people before we talk to people about God. That's what I say, put some preventative prayers in there. When, when you put some prayers in advance, when you're about ready to talk to somebody, when you have a, maybe an important meeting or an important sit down with somebody, amen, and you're not sure how it's going to go, you need to pray, amen. You know, we see that in, uh, in the Old Testament, you remember when Jacob was, was ready to come home, amen, he he had his wives, his kids, and he had been over at his uncle Laban's working all these years, like 20 years. And remember, he had left Esau because, es because he stole the birthright from him, right? And with his mom's help, and he left, he left uh, uh, Esau, and, uh, and Esau wanted to kill him at the time. So now it's 20 years later, and he wants to come back home. Well, he's worried that Esau's still going to be, you know, holding the grudge, and he's still going to be mad. And you know what he did? Uh, he... He wrestled with an angel. An angel of the Lord appeared to him, uh, you know, in the late afternoon. And he wrestled with that angel all night long until the sun came up. Amen. Because he was concerned about how it was going to go when he met his brother. Amen. And did you know that nice wrestling match, which was kind of like intercessory prayer, really getting with it, amen, that paid off for him because when he met his brother, his brother was crying, his brother was hugging him and kissing him, amen, and, and, and Jacob had all these plans, that he divided his family up into true groups, uh, if they get one, they won't get the other one, and he, he sent all these presents ahead, like uh, gifts and, and flocks and herds, and he tried to butter up his brother and all this stuff, and his brother said, I don't need any of that. Amen. I, he said, I got all that. I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm well to do now. I, I, made my, I made it good for myself. Amen. I'm just glad to see you, brother. And it was all because he prayed first. Amen. So before you have that big interview, first talk to God about it. Before you sit down and talk to that person because there's something bothering you and you know it might, might not go good with them, first talk to God about it. Amen. If you want to talk to somebody about Jesus, First talk to God about that person and God will begin to touch their hearts and soften their heart. And before you, he'll go ahead of you and before it so that when you get there and you plant the seeds of the word of God, when you share the gospel, he, he, he was already preparing that heart because you prayed. So it's definitely true what they say. Prayer changes things and prayer will definitely change people also. And if you want peace of God in your life, pray first. Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious 
Another word for that is careful. Another word for that is worried about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You want peace? Pray first. If you want the will of God in your life, pray first. Matthew 6, 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. And that's a good prayer to pray when you start your day. Lord, your will be done today. I've got these things. I'd like to do these things. I'd like to see this happen. But nevertheless, your will be done. Because if it's not your will, it's not going to be good for me. Amen. As much as I want it. James chapter 4 says, Come now, verse 13. You who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Verse 15 said, Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. If the Lord wills, I'll go to that city. If the Lord wills and opens the door, I'll buy this and do that and live here and do this. If we want power of God in our lives, we got to pray first. One pastor said it like this. He said, no prayer, no power. Little prayer, little power. Much prayer, much power. And that's true. Because we can't be much for God unless we're much with God. And one of the greatest ways to be with God is in prayer. Amen. And of course, in his word. Acts chapter 4, this young church that had just been born in chapter 2. Amen. They were already being persecuted because they preached in the name of Jesus. And, and there was a healing done by Peter and John at the gate of, this, of the temple of, of, on the hour of prayer. When a lame man was from his, that was Lame from his birth, amen, walked for the first time because of Jesus' name, amen. They were called on the carpet by the Pharisees and the religious leaders and said, you can't preach in this name anymore. And Peter and them said, we've got to obey God rather than man, amen, and we're going to do what God wants us to do. Well, they threatened them and they let them go. And the Bible said when they got out of there, amen, they went and the Bible said in Acts 4.31, and when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and there were all filled with the Holy Ghost and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. That was right after they were told not to do it. So they went out there and like, let's pray and get some fire going so that we can have the power to go keep going in the name of the Lord. And then we find that Paul and Silas were thrown in prison for preaching and healing and doing great things and casting demons out. Amen. And they were in a... a uh, a jail in uh, uh, Philippi, amen, uh, and the Bible said at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. So at midnight, they weren't saying, woe is me, and how come God let this happen? No, they were praying and singing prayer. So pray first, amen. You find yourself in a situation like that, start praying, hallelujah, Amen. And you know what happened? Suddenly, verse 26, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Amen. There's power in prayer. Amen. Pray first. 
And when we are born again child of God, our prayers are powerful in Jesus' name. When we pray in faith and we expect something to happen, God will answer our prayers. Matthew 18, 18, Assuredly, Jesus said, I say unto you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen. Again, I say to you, if two or you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am in the midst of them. Praise God. So he said, whenever you bind, now binding means whatever you tie up on earth, amen, when you pray, God in heaven is going to honor it and he'll tie it up. And whenever you loose down here on earth, when you pray, then God's going to loose it on, uh, in heaven. Praise God. In other words, he was showing that, that I've given you as the church authority. And when you pray in Jesus' name and have faith, heaven's going to back you up. And confirm your word with signs and wonders following. Amen. And, and when one prays, that's great. But we can get two or more, that's even better. Amen. More power. Praise God. When we agree together, that's why when we pray in prayer services, when we pray, amen, and more, and more than one of us are praying, when the prayer chain's praying, we've got more than one praying, amen, and things are happening. Praise God. Where two or three are gathered together, in my name, I'm in the midst of them, whether they're in the building or not. They could be in five different houses, amen, but I'm there because they're praying first. The more the merrier when it comes to prayer. More prayer, more people praying, more power. Amen. You know, Jesus made this statement in Mark 3.27. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man. Remember, we talked about binding and loosing. Except he will first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. Now, Jesus made this statement in response to, to an accusation that the scribes made against him. They were the religious leaders. And they said that he was casting out demons by the prince of the demons, whose name was Beelzebub, the prince of the demons. So they accused him. They said, you are using the power of Satan to cast out Satan out of people. Well, that was very dangerous ground they were talking on because you don't, you don't call the spirit of God the spirit of Satan. That's, very, that's a terrible thing. And so in response to that, he said, you know, he said if Satan casts out Satan, his kingdom is divided. That doesn't make any sense. What are you guys talking about? And then he made that statement about binding the strong man. Amen. And he wasn't changing the subject. He was still talking about uh, the, the Satan's kingdom. Uh, now here's... Here's the, the New Living Translation to help it, uh, us get a clearer understanding of that verse. It said, let me illustrate this further. So he's continuing on with what he was talking about, Satan and his kingdom. He said, who is powerful enough to enter in the house of a strong man like Satan and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger, someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. Amen. And that's why when we get to really knowing who we are in God and how we can pray, amen, 
we can pray in Jesus' name with the blood and with the name and with the spirit on the authority of the word. Amen. And we can even bind the strong man. We can bind the situations and we can push back the enemy. The Bible said, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen. Brother Stone King, years ago, he told a story that he, you know, he pastored in Schenectady, New York for many years. Well, in the early days of his pastoring, uh, they had a tent revival meeting, and it was going to be they were setting up a tent in this vacant parking lot in this neighborhood not too far from the church to have revival. Well, this neighborhood was notorious for not liking church tent meetings, especially uh, spirit-filled kind. Amen. So you know what Brother Stone King did? Amen. He went up in the mountain, he said, the week before the revival was supposed to happen. And he said, he, he goes, I prayed and fasted for three days and three nights. Amen. For that revival meeting. You talk about preventive prayers. Amen. He was up there binding the strong man. He was up there putting a, putting a chain around the enemy so that, that God could loose the angels and loose revival and loose people to come to the altar and be filled with the Spirit of God. And he said, oh, they had some opposition, but it didn't last long because they had revival. Amen. And even though some people, there was a lot of young people coming to the altar and parents trying to come in and grab their kids from the altar and bring them out. But by the time that they got to the door and tried to come back and tell the preacher a couple things, that, that parent that wanted to come back, amen, started trembling, started crying. And that parent came down, amen, and kneeled at the altar and gave his life to the Lord. Praise God. And it was all because he bound the strong man. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And our last passage, when Jesus said, Whom do men say that I am? And they said, Some say you're John the Baptist, risen from the dead. Some say you're, you're Elijah or some of the other prophets come back to life. He said, Who do you say that I am? And Peter said, You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. You're God manifest in flesh. And he said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because that's a revelation that my father just gave you. That's powerful. And he said, I tell you, Matthew 16, 18, that you are Peter, and on this rock of that revelation of who I am, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. So when we as the church come, we, we have the power to come against the gates of hell. And when we, when we pray first, when we fast first, and when we believe God, those gates cannot prevail against it. In other words, we will bust in. We will open those gates whether they want to be open or not. We will go. You know what's behind those gates? Loved ones. Amen. People. People that are bound. People that are, that are in, in sin. People that need to be delivered and set free. Amen. But we're going to be able to get to them in Jesus' name. Because we prayed first. Amen. And he, he said in verse 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I, I heard that before. That's what we just read. Amen. And we find Peter standing up on the day of Pentecost, and he loosed salvation to that crowd. 
Then in Acts chapter 16, that was Jews in the Jerusalem. And then Acts chapter 16, he loosed salvation to the Samaritans, which were half Jewish and half Gentile people. And then Acts chapter 10, he was called over to Cornelius' house. Gentiles, Roman Gentiles, amen. And he loosed salvation to that house, amen. Binding and loosing, it's, but we got to pray first, amen. We can't go into a situation without a prayer cover, Amen. That's why it's always good to pray first. Amen. A lot of churches, they, they, they have prayer. You know, that's why when we open our service, we pray first. Amen. Lord, bless this service. Lord, have your way. Take away every, every kind of a distraction, every kind of a confusion that the enemy would try to come and help us to sit in heavenly places. Help us, God. Help everybody that needs to get healed, get them get healed. Everybody that needs to get something, uh, to, uh, some direction, some answer, let it happen in Jesus' name. We pray it in advance. And before we leave, we leave change. We live a different way than we came in because we prayed first. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.